0: You know, we hung out in Duluth during the day. I spotted Paul Simon in a Native American craft store uh in downtown Duluth. never met a culture he didn't want to appropriate Paul <laughs> all Simon all right okay we we're, we're taking the shots Medicine at Paul, the Simon,
1: world, but, Paul Simon, but but i just i I had that teed up from when you texted us about that the other day right
0: He was with his, one of his backing musicians, I think who was much taller than Paul Simon. Paul Simon, of course, is not I think he's like five four or something um. And uh, Paul Simon played first, I remember, at the show. And, you know, my girlfriend and I had a really good spot in front of the stage. And uh, I remember at the time, you know, I was, of course, aware of Paul Simon. You know, like my dad, like every other dad in America, owned Graceland and would play Graceland all the time in the car. And I feel like I wasn't really a I didn't really appreciate his whole thing at the time. It it seemed very slick to me, very polished. Just was not what I was feeling. Of course, now, you know, I love Graceland. I think it's a great record, and I think Paul Simon as a lyricist is actually pretty underrated. I think he's a totally. great story. He's a he's a great storytelling lyricist. Um and, you know, Simon and Garfunkel obviously is great in the 70s records. I think even like the later Surprise? records Surprise? Pretty like, good. Surprise, So Beautiful or So What, that record from 2011, I think, is really great. Um, his whole catalog, I think, is is pretty strong. You're the One, that's a good record. Um, but at the time, I thought it was too slick, and I was bored by his set. He had a huge band, I remember. I was actually going to bring this up to you guys. He has a live album from 91, 92. It's like live in Central Park. It's like Rhythm of the Saints era. Mm. and. Uh, I kind of wanted to talk about it on the show because it's in that same vein as, like, The Secret World, Peter Gabriel record. There's so many parallels
2: between him and Peter Gabriel, I'm realizing.
0: Right. It's like, yeah, like the world music influence, obviously. It's like another double CD, very, you know, sort of grandiose and opulent and everything. Um, But anyway, he plays – he has a huge band, and, uh, you know, it just sounds like – You know, like to me at the time, it just sounded like prototypical baby boomer music, Mm -hmm. you know, graying ponytail, (laughs) muso, like, you know, any kind of (laughs) negative stereotype with that you want to bring up. And, you know, now I've changed my mind, but it was just such a striking contrast because he plays his set. Then he calls out Bob Dylan and they do a couple songs together and we'll talk about that. And then Dylan comes out. And he has his classic Never Any Tour band. Charlie Sexton had just joined the band like the month Hell before. Yeah. So he's just fresh into the band. And it's like, I remember Dylan looking very happy. And I think you can tell listening to the recording of the show that I think his mood is very positive. And it was just so raw. Him doing, like, Oh Baby, It Ain't No Lie, I was like, fuck, yeah. This is so fucking cool. The band looked amazing. You got Tony Garnier on the stand-up bass. You have the two best-looking guitar players of all time. (laughs) Tough Guy Angels. (laughs) David Kemper holding it down on drums. It was amazing. But just the contrast between Dylan and Simon I thought was really interesting. And, I mean, you would be taking some shots, Ian. I'm guessing... You still think that he's just like some baby boomer buffoon, right? Is is that your stance on him?
1: No, that would be a little too, too, too tough because, frankly, like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know that much about Paul Simon. I mean, I've listened to the Simon and Garfunkel stuff, obviously, uh, and I've listened to Graceland and a couple other records here and there, but I, you know, I, he is, he's always been one of these acts that has kind of just. Like repelled me uh, a little bit, and not not through anything that he like does necessarily, but just like his general comportment and the the overall kind of
0: well, he's a well known jerk. That- like he's, he's 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 widely disliked by right. a lot of people, and not like in a cool like Lou Reed kind of way, right? But, but like in a smarmy kind of way. Like a lot of people don't like him, so yeah, yeah. I, I get that.
1: And, and it just, there there has never really been anything that, like, he's a very anodyne figure to me, right? Like, he he's, he's very, like, like smooth and sleek and seamless. He's like a Ken doll oh. to me. Like, there, there isn't anything, and, and maybe this is <laughs> totally wrong, right? Maybe this is, uh, like I like I said, I have, have not really listened to, to too much shit, but this is the uh, interpretation that I have of him that has repelled me. I just, I don't have anything I can, like, sink my teeth into with the man it feels very just like you know uh, uh like i'm eating uh, uh i don't know like plastic food or something when i try to listen to it and there's so much other shit from so many other uh you know more uh for lack of a better term like interesting tortured difficult people that were his peers over time that like i just have never Set aside any time to say like, "Oh, I'm going to listen to fucking Paul Simon now." And also, I and I think a lot of people probably have a, a positive connotation with him, just as like parent music, right? Like your parents uh, uh, would have Graceland spinning in the minivan or whatever. Um, and you know, I've credited my father with many of my musical tastes on this show previously. Uh, and this this again, I think comes comes on comes from that uh, thing. He has never been a uh, you know, I have no no positive Paul Simon childhood memories to share either. He was never a, a, uh, anything that I had a connotation with. So it's up to me to kind of, like, do my own research, my own digging, my own uh, investing in Paul Simon, and it's just been, like, you know, <laughs> it's, it's not, not has not been high on my list at any point.
2: Well, I, I I bristle a little at this thing of him being uninteresting, and it's because there's, like, it occurs to me, or from my point of view, there's kind of, like, a lose like he can't win like when we recognize that like i think all of us can recognize that like his early work especially with simon garfunkel is like really really important and introduced a level of poetic sophistication and just a conceptual and production sophistication into what was popular uh especially i mean made folk rock into something that was um not just like a spin like two things kind of like mixed together it was more of like uh the starting point for a more serious kind of songwriting on every level like the way those records sound there's lo- going back to a lot of that uh Simon and Garfunkel stuff it's like actually really impressive to me more and more like these decisions to make certain sounds uh happen um certain production flourishes that like compliment the lyrics and um just the 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 way the lyrics get really kind of cosmic and deep and existential and are also really good at being about like the everyday all that stuff is true and i feel like the lose lose or like the he can't win is that like he actually figured out a pretty novel way of i think bringing in his solo music uh trying to make the music match the lyrical ambition. And instead of relying on purely uh, studio slick trickery, like whatever the new tools were, he found a way to like, yeah, embrace that. But more than that, he was like, I want to embrace other kinds of music and then fold that in and present it really clearly and um, in a bright sort of uh, accessible way so he did all that really successfully but i do think that like the end result is kind of like to a lot of people's ear and just um like you in being i think how a lot of people kind of feel probably in our relative age bracket like that it is kind of boring
1: It's just like, so what to me, you know, like there's nothing bad there that I really like, like hates with any. It's
2: definitely like there's a lot that led to that. And then I think what we know now, like a lot of stuff we do like kind of does stand on that the shoulders of something like Graceland, like because that record is so unique and introduces like novel production and a novel approach, like with. yeah like appropriating this other music but nowadays it might not seem as like uh compelling versus like really similar to someone like peter gabriel but what peter gabriel always tries to do is like throw in some crazy surreal visual or like he go- he's a bit more bold where it's like paul simon is just paul simon